bless the Lord one more time. He is still a friend of mine. It is such a beautiful morning to be alive. And, and one more time to give God the praise, the glory, and the honor. And you should do that right now as we speak. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout right now. Dance right now. Rejoice right now. Lift up your heads on your gates. And be lifted up. You have a lasting doors. And the King of glory shall do something. He shall come in. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Because he is the Savior. He's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. He's I'll go by the the day down the day star. Jehovah Java Jehovah Nisi. He's Jesus. And you should just give him the glory. Well, it's just a good day to be before you. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe this morning? Do you have the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know that he um, sacrificed his life? Did you know that he became the scapegoat for our sins? When you got a scapegoat, the scapegoat is the one who hasn't done anything. But everything is blamed on him. So that's what Jesus Christ became, became for us. He became our scapegoat. Everything was put on him. The sins of the whole world was put on him. The sins of you, the sins of me, the sins of the whole world were put on one man. But that's the good news, though, because if you can believe that he died for your sins, and if you can believe that he rose from the grave, then you can be saved. You can be having an exchange can happen in your life. Is that your unrighteous life now becomes, uh, glory to God, righteous because Jesus Christ exchanges his life for yours. Hallelujah. <laughs> And that is one of the most glorious things. That is one of the most generous things ever seen before. Listen, glory to God. That's generous. <laughs> That's unmerited favor. That's favor that you can't get out here in the street. Who will exchange? Gobasha, you getting ready to serve a life sentence. You getting ready to serve a death sentence. And somebody says, you know what? I'm going to do that for him. Don't worry about it. All is forgiven. You go. We're going to put everything that you've done on one man. Here he is right here. Here's the scapegoat. Here's the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. I don't want to really, I can't really get into all that. Listen, go meet him real quick to Luke chapter 4. And I want to show you something in this word that, um, that you might want to pay attention to. Something that may bless your heart. I hope it does bless your heart. Something that um, I seen in the word of God that really freaked me out. But he blessed my soul with it. How many folks know he's going to bless your soul? Hallelujah. Yeah, my shaker. He's going to bless your soul now. And he's going to do it today through his word. Watch watch what it says here in the book of Luke chapter 4. I want to start reading the verse 1. Now, this was what happened. Um, you got to understand something about the Gospels. You have um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And here's an account of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness after he was baptized by water and baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. Now watch this. Um, for some who don't realize that Jesus Christ had went to John the Baptist to be baptized. And John the Baptist did not want to do it. As a matter of fact, John the Baptist told Jesus when he came to him to be baptized, John the Baptist says, I have need to be baptized of thee. And now coming to me, he's saying, in other words, John the Baptist saying, hey, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. But you're coming to me. And Jesus said, suffered to be so now, for thus it become of us to fulfill all righteousness. Meaning that 
I have to do everything that I'm commanding my people to do. Even though I don't need to be baptized. <laughs> and even though I don't need to be filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus Christ now. We do, but that's Jesus Christ. Because he is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he is God manifest in flesh. He had no sin. He had nothing to repent of. But he was doing it as an example to us and what we need to do. And when he was baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him as a dove out of heaven. Now watch this. And the Bible says, and the Bible will tell you, if you search uh, Matthew, Mark, it, it'll tell you that immediately the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness. A lot of people, when they get filled up with the Spirit of God, they want to go immediately into the pulpit and start preaching to folk. They want to go immediately into um, to their jobs and start judging folk. They want to go immediately to the family members and tell them to put the weed down and you ain't writing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but that's not what Jesus did. When Jesus was filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible says he was immediately drove into the wilderness. And I'm getting ready to show you why. How do I cobble the Bible says in Luke, look at Luke chapter 4 around verse 1. Let me show you something that's going to really happen here because some of you may be blessed. It says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, he was full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now he had been baptized in the river Jordan. And after he left there, he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. He wasn't led into the pulpit. He wasn't led into the choir stand. He wasn't led into um, going on folks' jobs, telling them they wrong and they ain't right. He wasn't led into judging folks and doing different things that people do. Because some, some people, when they get anointed, they immediately think they're supposed to be somebody's pastor or somebody's prophet. And they're pulling you into corners and prophesying different things. And But there's some challenges that you got to face first before you get into the pulpits. Before you start witnessing and talking to folk, there's some things you need to learn. <laughs> I mean, folks are willing to learn. A lot of folks ain't really learn anything. Watch this. Watch what happened. And being 40 days tempted of the devil, Jesus is in his wilderness for 40 days. And in those 40 days, he was being tempted, tested. Watch this now. By the devil. In those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. After the 40 days was over, he's been 40 days fasting. And afterwards, he's hungry now. And people can, when you're hungry, they say that's one of your most vulnerable states. Because people love to take advantage of you when you're hungry. When you've been hungry, sometimes you may, may become desperate. Maybe you eat anything or eat with anybody. Or you agree to anything. Jesus is 40 days fasted afterwards and hungry. Now watch what happened. And the devil said unto him, here come the devil. If thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Hmm. If you be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. 
People always try to tempt you to prove a point, approve who you are. That's why everybody doesn't have miracle working power like that. That's why everybody doesn't have the same giftings. There's people right now, people right now that desire that type of power, but they're designing it for the wrong reason. They want to prove a point. They want to prove that there's some greater. Abu Shakariyamaha. The devil said, if you be the son of God, command the stone to be made greater. Watch what Jesus said. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Whoa. When he says it is written, somewhere it is actually written. <laughs> what Jesus just said is written in Deuteronomy 8, chapter 8, around verse number 3. The devil now is tempting him to command stone to be made bread. Jesus come back with the word of God saying it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that received by the mouth of God. Man don't live just by food, water. But if you're going to be living, if you're going to be a man of God, you're going to have to be living by the word of God. Getting the word of God in you is just as important as getting the meal in you. But I noticed something here that Jesus... That the devil is not tempting Jesus the way we think people are tempted today. My God. When we look at temptation or testing, we always think in terms of, oh, he's testing me. So, oh, woman tried to sleep with me. I've been tested. Oh, so, oh somebody's husband tried. I've been tested. Uh, we look at temptations and testings as sexual in nature. Oh, you may be tempted, some of you maybe to lie. I'll put that in there. Or to hate someone. But nobody never told us that there'll be people who will try to tempt us through the word of God. There'll be people trying to get us to do the wrong thing and using the word of God to do it. I'm There'll be pastors, preachers, bishops, church folk, religious folks, deacons tempting you to do some foolish through the word of God. The source of the foolishness is the devil. Hmm. There are a lot of people doing a lot of things in the name of God. And they're using this word to do it. But they're doing it in the error. There are a lot of people who are anointed and just went instead of going through the wilderness first. Before you get to the pulpit, you have to go through the wilderness. If you have not been to the wilderness, then you're going to really shipwreck a lot of people. Because through these temptations and testings that Jesus is getting ready to go through, you're getting ready to see exactly what you're supposed to be doing when you reach the pulpit to speak to people. Because if you're not, if you have not been through the trial, if you're not been through the wilderness, 
<laughs> I will cut it off too. If you've not been through the trial, if you've not been through the wilderness, my God, then you'll be preaching to people in error. You'll be quoting scripture and you'll be preaching scripture, but there'll be scriptures in error and use it in the ways that was not intent for them to be used. And now all of a sudden, every time you get up, everybody's going to hell, I guess. Every time you preach, everybody's condemned, I guess. Every time you preach, oh my God, there's nobody righteous but you. And there's nobody holy but you. But when you've been through the wilderness and you know exactly what the purpose is of scriptures and certain things, Abu Shaka, you wouldn't minister like that. Jesus is not about to be tempted with a hamburger. He just, he, listen, he just fasted 40 days. He's hungry. And the devil now is testing him. But the devil didn't bring him a five-course meal. The devil didn't bring him, a, lead him to an old country buffet. The devil didn't try to get him to eat him a salad or a sandwich or something. Y'all know you're hungry. It, no. The devil didn't put no woman in his face. No. The devil is trying to tempt him and test him by getting him to do, to do something in error by using the word of God to do it. Watch what I'm saying. Watch what's getting ready. Watch what's getting ready to happen in verse five. The end. Verse five says, "And the devil takes him up into a high mountain. Now, whenever Jesus passed a test, he takes him up higher. Whenever you pass a test, you keep going higher in your temptation. The devil taking him up into a high mountain. If you been, if you being tempted, I gotta stay right there. If you being tempted right now by the same woman, the same man, the same situation all the time and time, that means you ain't passed the test yet." Tell me about the same dead end job. Tell me about the same crazy employees. Tell me about the same co-workers. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't passing yet. Can I show you something? He says in verse 5, And the devil take him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world into a moment of time. The devil take Jesus into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world at one time. Watch this. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee in the glory of them, that is delivered unto me, to whom somebody will give it. Now, he's not lying. <laughs> because the devil, how can I go into that? They say he's a he, the devil says, they say he's a God of this world, with a little G. That's why Jesus says, what profited a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The, the, the devil's making deals daily. As a matter of fact, there's deals right now going around. And people try to overturn some different things and try to make some deals. There's deals going around all around this world. If you do this, trick quote holes, they call it. If you do this, I'll do that. If you can do this, I will do that. Hey, you can you can own this business. You can have millions and millions of dollars. You just got to sign your name on a dotted line. But what you got to do now, you got to not worship the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's the only thing we say you can't do. Other than that, go ahead. You know, you want to be a billionaire, go ahead. You want to be a millionaire, go ahead. There's deals being made right now. You want to be a movie star? You want to be going to be in this movie? You know, say your name is lying. And we, but deals being made. Now, everyone who is successful didn't make a deal. Abu, shake by. But some folks who are successful in certain areas have made a deal. Abu, shake be A deal of compromise. What would, you, would a man give in exchange for his soul? Let us go deeper. The, the, the devil has told, t- took Jesus to a high mountain. He showed him all these kingdoms. He said, I will give it to you, but you just got to fall down and worship me. That's what you got to do. In order to get this thing out, you got to worship me. Think of your desires right now. Think of what you want out of life and goals and different things you want. You look at people right now. You're looking at celebrities. You're looking at superstars. You're looking at different people. You're looking at um, athletes. And you may want their life. And you're saying to yourself, you want that life. What are you willing to give in exchange for that? Now, as every person who has a certain status, sold their soul? No. But some have. <laughs> Can we go deeper? That's what he's telling Jesus right now. He's saying, I'm going to give you all this. You just got to worship me. Listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt serve. It is written. Wait, wait, so it's somewhere it is written. What Jesus said was written in Deuteronomy 6 and 13. Deuteronomy 10 and 20. The only one you worship is God. In other words, my soul ain't for sale. He's fighting the devil with the word. He's fighting the spirit with the word. Habusha. He's fighting this evil spirit with the word. He's fighting the devil with the word. You can't curse the devil out. <laughs> you got to give him the word to get him out. Jesus just got anointed and filled up with the gift of the spirit of God. And he's led out to the wilderness. And here comes the devil to tempt him. Habusha. Some of us, when we got anointed, we just went inside to do our own thing and then go through the wilderness. And that's why we have sold our souls. Oh, I give you this big church right here. I give you this land, but I need you to sell your soul. I'm going to give you this thing right here. I'm going to put you on TV, but I need you to sell your soul. I'm, 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 yeah, well, you're going to be the best um, pop star ever, but I need you to sell it. The devil is coming to Jesus trying to get him to do something by using the word. That shows you that religious folks I'm going to show you that religious folks can get you to do a lot of things by using the word of God and you think you're doing the right thing and it's the wrong thing. Because if when you have not been to the wilderness, you don't know what the plan of God is for your life. 
And there's folks right now who are using a whole lot of scriptures to get you to do a whole lot of things that they, they, they think that you should do, but they're in error. For instance, there's a scripture out there that says it's buried and married in the burn. A lot of folks will use that scripture, pull you in the corner, say it's better married than burn. Now you all scared, saying now you think you're going to hell. So now you pick the first crazy looking joker you see to marry and now you're miserable. All because somebody told you it's better married than the burn. Something right now in marriages right now and somebody pulled you in the corner, prophesied to you a lie and told you that this is your husband, this is your wife. And now you're miserable. Coming to church every Sunday, miserable. Cheating on the download because you're miserable. All kind of stuff is going on, right? You because you're miserable. Because some joker don't pull you in the corner, gave you a word. <laughs> but the word they gave you was an error. Because they, the person that was talking to you hadn't, didn't go through the wilderness. They got anointed, they got baptized, they got filled with the Spirit, they started speaking in tongues. Now they want to prophesy to everybody. Now they want to immediately preach without going through the wilderness. It's in the wilderness where you learn the difference between error and truth. It's in the wilderness where you learn the difference between when, when, you have, when, you, when do you use this scripture and when do I use this word and when not, I do not. You, it's in the wilderness where you find out does this scripture really apply to the situation or doesn't it? Because a lot of things that we're doing in the situations and we're quoting scriptures, but the it wasn't time for that scripture, it wasn't time to even be used in that way. Every problem that arises doesn't have the same solution. I'm out cardiabo. If somebody came into the church with a headache. So, excuse me, if somebody came into an ER, say somebody comes to the ER, say somebody going to the hospital right now, they have a headache. A person usually, oh, we'll give you some aspirin when you see in your home, cool. Another person comes in with an STD. You going to get them aspirin too? Another person comes in with a broken arm. All you going to do is give him aspirin too? Another person comes to the same hospital. He got full-blown AIDS. He don't know what's going on with it. You going to give him aspirin too? There's a lot of churches that all they do is keep giving people aspirin for every problem they got in their life because they have not been through the wilderness and they don't know the word and how to use it and they use it in the air. Every situation that pops up in that person's life, all you're doing is giving them aspirin. Every situation that pops up in that person's life, in other words, you tell them every time something goes wrong with somebody, you tell them they're going to hell. It's because you have not been through the wilderness. Jesus Christ has been baptized. He's been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. And he didn't go and get into the choir. He didn't go and hop into the pulpit first. He didn't go and do all these things that we usually want to do. No, he said, I got to go through the wilderness first. This is where I need to be. Because when I start ministering, I can't minister based off era and I can't miss the based off trying to preach and be what somebody else want me to be no I gotta I'm going go out here and see this thing for myself and what God wants me to do with this anointing look 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 what else happened and look at verse of nine and he brought him to Jerusalem 
and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. He got him on top. Now he's going to, he's telling Jesus, if you're the son of God, cast yourself down. Watch this. For it's written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in their hands. They shall bear thee up. Let's say any time that's a dash that foot against a stone. They go to the devil quoting the scriptures. He quoting scriptures. He's quoting Psalms 91 and 11. And Psalms 91 and 12. That's what the devil trying to do. The devil is using the word of God to try to get Jesus to do something against God. He called Moshe. See, this is meat today, baby. I ain't got no milk today. This, there are people right now in your midst. You've been in churches right now, and they're in your midst. There's prophets right now. Somebody called themselves a prophet. Somebody called themselves this, that, and the other. And they're trying to get you to do something that you should not do, and they're going to use the word of God to get you to do it. Something that you should not do. Something that's immoral. Something that's unethical. Something that's global. Yeah, They're gonna get you. They're gonna use the word of God to get you to do it. Because they preach until you're in error. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will not contradict Himself. God will not. God will not get you to do something against Him and use His word to do it. Oh, it's better to marry than to burn. Here you go now. Picking the first joker that you see. Uh, the first one to wink at you and say, Oh, okay, well, since it's better to marry to burn, let me grab this first guy. Miserable. The same people who preach to you saying it's better to marry than to burn are using that in error. Now you don't marry the first joker. Now you miserable. Now you want a divorce, and the same person who told you it's better to marry the burn, now I'm telling you, what's well, the sin to get divorced? You better stay there. They got you all messed up. You better stop being led by the Spirit of God and see what God has for your life. You got to go through the wilderness. And many such like things they can do with the Word when you don't know the Word. Jesus is the Word. He knows the Word. He knows what the enemy is trying to do. He knows the enemy is trying to get him to do something there. I call by you by using the word of God to get him to do it. And if he did it to Jesus, he'll do it to you. Can we go deeper? But what's what Jesus said after the devil quoted these scriptures? And Jesus said, and Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 6 and 16. You don't test the Lord. He said, You don't test the Lord God like that. You don't, you don't go right now and climb on top of a building and quote Psalms 91 and 11 and then jump off a building saying, well, the Lord is going to protect me. You don't tempt the Lord thy God like that. You don't say, well, um, I'm going to go out here and just not have all the unprotected sex I want because I know God's going to protect me and I know I can't get an STD. I know I can't die for anything. You, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. I'm just going to go ahead and do anything I want to do because I know the Lord God will protect me. Dang, I you don't tempt. You don't put God to the test like that. There are people right now trying to put God to the test. And they're saying, I know I can do whatever I want. And I'm all set. That's not true. <laughs> Jesus Christ is going through the wilderness right now. And he's being tempted and he has fasted for 40 days. And he's being tempted, not with bread, not with water, 
He's been tempted not with a, a steak, not with a, some fish. Uh, not n- Nope. He's been tempted through the word. Your biggest fight is going to be through this word. That's why I employ you every day to get into the word. Because if you don't know the word, then people will start using the word to get you to do things foolish. They can use the word to get you to marry the wrong person. They can use the word trying to get you to give to something that you're not supposed to be even giving into. They, they get, they, they'll tempt you right now. They'll test you right now. Here comes a, some guy in town saying, give me $1,500. And if not, you can't receive this prophecy. And he'll use some scriptures to, get, to try to back himself up. And if you don't know the word. Wow. But can we go deeper? Here's what happened in verse 13. This is Luke chapter 4. He says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. The devil, he coming back now. But he departed from him for a season. Now he's coming back. Life is a fight. Life is a battle. You defeat the devil once. He's coming back. Stay prayed up. Stay fasted up. In Jesus fasting, the word comes out. Mm-hmm. See, and when you fast, and you ain't got to fast for 40 days. I have people attempt to do that and trying to do that. And, and you know, the, and that matter of fact, I'm, I'm glad I, I was, uh, it's, it's a reminder of that. People were, there were some people I know who actually personally tried to fast for 40 days. Talking about the God told them to do it. But it was an enemy using the word. Trying to get them to do something that they weren't even ready to do. And so now they failed in the fasting. Now they feel like they're not saved. Or they're the most miserable person on earth. Because somebody used the word to get them to do something that was not of God. Or was not God was not didn't call them to do. Habo Shenamaha. <laughs> You better start getting to the word because the, the enemy is using the word of God. Let me tell you how sick the enemy is. He'll try to use the word of God to prove that God is not God. Oh my God in here. That's why you have other religions trying to use bits and pieces of the Bible to prove a point. Other religions trying to use pe- bits and people who don't believe in God using bits and pieces of the Bible trying to put it into their word in their bible and saying here's what i'm talking about oh you said you don't believe on jesus christ why you got this in your word in your bible or whatever it is you got going on when we do believe in certain parts is that right only the parts that you think it suits you but you ain't gonna believe in the part that says jesus is lord guard your heart with all diligence you gotta go through the wilderness if you don't go through the wilderness You'll be trapped every time. People will take advantage of you daily. People will drain your bank account. They'll drain it out. And once they drain out your bank account, and then after they don't use the word to drain out your bank account, then they tell you that you don't have any faith because you ain't got nothing left. Nothing works without a plan. trying to make money you got a plan you trying to be you got a plan you trying to build a ministry plan 
This is strategic. What's going on with Jesus right now? This is not no accident. The Spirit of God led him to the wilderness to be tempted and tested of the enemy. You have to go through the wilderness. Because if you don't go through the wilderness, then you will never know who you are in God. The, te the temptings that we think we're going through is not the meat of the matter. You may be a kleptomaniac. You may be tempted every day to do it. You may be a, a guy who's struggled with alcoholism and, and drugs. You may be tempted every day to do that. If you're a man of God, and you be a man of God, and you go going through this, and you're still a man of God. But if you're a man of God, you call to the ministry, you're going to be tempted in that wilderness about this word. And some people have not been through the wilderness, and that's why they're preaching to people right now, daily, in error. Jesus had been through the wilderness. That walks would all happen. And watch this now. And when 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 he had the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. This is Luke 4 and 13. Look at 14, 14 first. Watch what it says. He says this. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Power now, don't you? You've been looking for power, haven't you? Some folks are looking for power without a wilderness experience. He comes out of the wilderness. He's in the power of the spirit now. And he goes into Galilee. And there went a fame from him. through all the region about about. And watch this. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. Now he's teaching in the synagogues. Hmm. After the wilderness. You definitely want to be. You want to be up under a ministry. With a, the, the pastor or the one who's ministering to you. Has been through the wilderness. That's where your most deliverance comes in. That's where you'll find out who you are. And when you when you're dealing with a pastor that's been through a wilderness experience, see, he won't get jealous of you when you your ministry starts. He'll be helping you out. Oh yeah, I only got a hundred minutes, brother. But I see you got a thousand. So go ahead and go in the name of the Lord. There won't be no schism or jealousy when you're dealing with a pastor that's that's been through the wilderness. He'll just smile at you like it, gradually congratulating his son that made it. That's what I'm talking about. I start off with 50 minutes where I preached to this young man. He, I was in the wood, and he, lo and behold, got a ministry, and God blessed him with 10,000 members. Because any man who's worth his salt, any man who's worth his ministry already knows that one planet, another one, whatever, God give increase. But also he knows this, is that if you was ministering and you uh, bless a uh, minister to a young, young man or woman and they got blessed and called into the ministry and that person left your ministry and went and started a church and did some things and got um, uh, triple the membership you got, you already know that those are your members too. You already know that. Any man who knows got any, any sense and don't know and don't and don't and it's not um, drowned in pride, will already know those are my members members too over there. Just part of my tree in the Lord. One chase a thousand, two will pit ten thousand a flood. My God in here, yes Lord. He's, Jesus came out of the wilderness after being tempted of the enemy, tempted with the word, tempted to be, be preaching in the air, tempted to do, do all these things. 
he's ready. He goes into the synagogues and he, he's preaching now. He's teaching in the synagogues. He's being glorified of all. Now watch what, watch what happened. After you come out of wilderness, you're going to find out what your ministry is and who you are. And this, this, this is what Jesus is trying to show you. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogues on the seventh day, and he stood up for it to read. Watch this. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. How, how you... And, and in the book of Isaiah, this is written. Abusha. Glory to God. But Isaiah was prophesying and speaking of Jesus thousands and thousands of years before he came on the scene. And Grabo Shanamaha. And Jesus picks up this book of Isaiah to read it. And Jesus, at this point, he knows he's reading about himself. He knows that this is his ministry. He knows that this is his mission. And he knows exactly what God has put him on this earth to do because he's been through the wilderness. Now, he, this is being done to show us how we find out who we are in God. But we got to do this by going through the wilderness. Now, some of you have just let another man tell you who you are. That's cool. But you still have to go through that wilderness. The time of tempting, time testing. And when he came out, he knows exactly who he is. He says, give me the book of Isaiah. Give me the book of Isaiah. I need to read and tell you, tell this congregation who I am. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's what I came to do. Not just poor as far as anybody had no money, but poor in spirit and mind and circumstances. <laughs> yeah, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's what he sent me to do. Somebody been brokenhearted right now. You been, you, you got a broken heart. Your parents left you. Your date left you. Your prom date left you. The man married another woman. Different things are going on in your life. God has sent. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To to watch else what he did. To preach deliverance to the captives, people who have been enslaved right now to sin. They've been enslaved to tradition and religion. They've been enslaved. I came to preach deliverance to the captives. Now watch this. What else he came to do? And recovering of sight to the blind. Yes, Lord. And to set at liberty. I'm about to set at freedom. Them that have been oppressed, bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Right now is your time to be accepted. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Right now, every day before the Lord has come back, is your time to be saved. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. You can come in right now. You ain't got to wait. You ain't got to debate. You ain't got to say, I'm going to get myself right first and all that foolishness. No, come in. Don't even get the Don't wait to get sober. Come in right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait to leave the woman alone. Come in right now. Don't wait to get out of that shack. Come in right now. Whatever you in, whatever you're going through, come to the Lord right now. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Don't wait until the battle is over. Shout right now. That's what that means. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister. And he sat down and eyes of all them were synagogues were fastened on him. And he began to say to you, he began to say unto them, watch this. 
this day is the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. The man that Isaiah is talking about is standing before you right now. The man that Isaiah prophesied about thousands and thousands of years ago, he's standing before you right now. I've been through the wilderness. I know who I am. And I ain't come to preach everyone into hell. I ain't come to preach an error because I've been through the wilderness. I know what I'm here to do. And as to, and as to sacrifice myself for the sins of the whole world. I came to heal blinded eye. I came to the preach deliverance to the captives. I came to set at liberty them that are bruised. I came to heal the brokenhearted. I came to preach the acceptable gift of the Lord. I came to do these things. And I know all this because I've been through the wilderness. Have you been through the wilderness? Have you been blessing the Lord? Have you been have you been preaching to people in error? Is everybody is everyone in your congregation every Sunday has to listen to you preach and talk about they going to hell? They ain't good enough. They ain't this, they ain't that. <laughs> Get back in the wilderness, baby. And know that God is not angry with you anymore. He's ready to heal, bless, and set you free. Much love and respect. I look forward to hearing your praise testimony. In Jesus' name, amen.